for Fast Lane Racing School. I'm Larry Mason here with Sebastian Saavedra and you are driving a very interesting limousine this weekend. It is a two-seat IndyCar. That's right, man. That's right. We're in here beautiful Long Beach. I mean, uh, what a beautiful weather coming back after a few years off the racetrack, but uh, getting to play around with these uh, fast toys and bringing some uh, heart attacks to some of the VIPs that uh, we're bringing for this year. Well, that's the way it should be. If they're not, I told somebody else who was getting ready to get in, I said, if you get out of that car and you're not excited, then you don't have a pulse. <laughs> that's correct. That's correct. And that's exactly what we do. We, we give them the experience of their lifetime, and that's what uh, we want everybody to embrace and enjoy and uh, showcase a little bit of what we do every day. And uh, together with uh, the IndyCar driving experience, it's, uh, it's quite as close as it gets for you to experience in real time. So you've been racing for many, many years, and Indy Lights, as we have the uh, Honda CRV slash IndyCar go by, uh, and also IndyCars. Uh, what is your status uh, currently here? So after that, I've been doing a lot of sports cars, actually. Uh, we won the 24 Hours of Daytona 2019 with the LMP2 class, which was a pretty exciting aspect. Uh, still been working uh, towards the sports car side, looking potentially for a very Lamborghini Super Trofeo this season, which will, will be kind of cool to get back into, in, into the stories. And uh, on my other end, uh, the driver management, uh, a lot of coaching, and uh, opening quite a few businesses down in my country, Colombia. So when you talk about driver coaching, how important is that for a young driver coming up through the ranks? It's huge, and more nowadays when it's so competitive. I mean, I feel like uh, before there was like fewer opportunities. Right now it's even more like that. I mean, it's, uh, it's very hard to get into the eye of the teams and getting somebody that uh, gives you not, not only the technical aspect but the mental coaching and actually how to even interact with the teams and your engineers. I think that's something that uh, is very hard to, to, to do it by yourself. I mean, you definitely need a little bit of guidance and uh, we've seen a lot of benefit through that. And so that's even including the management side of it as well. So, and it's like you say, you've been there, you've done that, you understand. And boy, I wish I would have known that when. That's exactly where it came from. I just, uh, I never had uh, that kind of guidance, and everything was like very raw and just like a lot of uh, trial and error. And uh, I saw a lot of things that I can actually give back in order to actually avoid a lot of that trial and error situation and try to expedite you know, that evolution process for the athletes. Yeah, when you cut the learning curve down, that extends your racing career because you may not get an opportunity if it waits that long uh, before you figure out how to do it. Well, more nowadays. I mean, before there was a lot of uh, driver rotations. You know, right now there's not so much like that. And, uh, you know, we saw we're almost not capable of having 33 cars under 500, and then there's like no more engines, no more cars. So it's very, very limited availability. So once you get the opportunity, you better be ready, not only on the track, but outside of it as well. And I think that's uh, where we excel um, as a company with a driven sports management. And um, we're killing it in that matter, just like giving that opportunity and taking advantage of that opportunity. And as you said, extending that athlete's uh, career. Any chances or opportunities to get back into the IndyCar, the NTT IndyCar series? Always, and that's something that uh, we continue to work towards, making sense of those opportunities. 
what uh, openings are are not of uh, our interest really because we don't want to be participants we want to be of course contenders and that's something I've always said if, if the opportunity comes to actually fight for an event and right now my focus is not full seasons you know I do like the selective events that uh, make sense for demographical season or of course uh, sponsorship uh, ideas and that's where we are right now so yeah we're lo looking to get back at it it's gonna happen it's not a matter of uh, of if it's going to happen to when it's going to happen. So talk about being ready to go, both physically and mentally. And I'm sure, yeah, this isn't exactly the same with the two-seater, but at least mentally, uh, hand-eye coordination, at least you're still seeing the track and driving on the track. Uh, that must help a little bit. It does. I mean, it, it, of course, it's not even 1% uh, of what we experience in, in IndyCar, but it's something that maintains yourself active with the crowd. It maintains active uh, with the personnel, with the people here. It gives your face, uh, show face. I mean, uh, whenever you're not on the track, that's very easily to get completely disconnected with the, with the field. Of course, as a Chevy driver, it's something that you want to continue having that relationship with the teams and uh, with the series itself. So it's a very important to be here showing face. And uh, well, it's better than being in Indianapolis at 20 degrees and snowing, right? <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about one more thing, mentally being ready to go, because you have to be ready to go at a moment's notice if that call comes up. How do you deal with that? Absolutely. More than anything, it's physical because uh, even more nowadays with the aero screen, with the temperatures that are being shown inside the racetrack and uh, so the cockpit itself, I think the physical aspect is the hardest to maintain uh, just because there's a lot of muscles and a lot of uh, like uh, mental speed that gets slower as you're not actually using it. And I think that's uh, where a lot of uh, different drills, a lot of simulation, uh, a lot of uh, virtual racing is something that uh, has really improved in these past few years. A lot of, of evolution, of course, th uh, throughout the, the pandemic. Uh, and that's where we are, like trying to maintain everything very sharp, mental speed, physical aspect, and just be ready whenever the opportunity comes uh, to excel. So you've been on iRacing? everything you can think of so what is the greatest race you've ever had in the indy car oh man there's nothing like the indy 500 to be honest uh, i think i love street courses i've always come through like street courses as uh, my favorites i do love toronto and i've had really good history in toronto but uh as an event i mean just uh the pure fact of having you know 400,000 people around you or and the whole month of May is uh, very special not only from the history side but of course what it feels it's just uh, uh, an organism that uh, is very hard to describe and, and it just keeps us coming back and talk about the thrill of victory at the Rolex 24 just an iconic event absolutely so of course uh, uh, a highlight of my career and uh, something that uh, continues to be incredibly special and uh, it's just a matter of, of, of the importance of, of maintaining yourself at the top uh, level of motorsport and IMSA right now, it, that, that's where it is, right? I mean, uh, all over the world, it, uh, the best athletes just uh, joining forces. It's, uh, it's very exciting to be part of that series as well. All right, well, thank you for your time today. We want to wish you the best of luck in your career and also the, the side career with the coaching and management as well. So uh, good luck to you. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Thank you.